Ooh, yeah, the little pre-show. We got a pre-show message right here. Well, we will get to the regular show, but I want to get to the pre-show message real quick. James Sowery, I had him as a guest on this show. He was in the Coots, Alberta, border crossing uh, trucker convoy. He's dealing with legal issues on a bullshit charge. If you are following along with his story or you're following along with any of the, the trucker con- convoys issues that they're dealing with, Trudeau has them all trumped up with charges and they're fighting their asses in court right now. James has an appeal that he needs to raise legal money for. So if you can help him out, you can make a $5 donation, a $10 donation, go to gifts and go. Uh, the link is gifts backslash James Sowery appeal or you go to my link tree. It is the number one spot on my link tree. Just click on it. Say you want to make a $5, $10 donation. And he has a contest, a fundraiser, something to raise money right now. The girls that are in his tribe want to you to say yes to him getting waxed or a part of his body being waxed or a smiley face something to do with being waxed i'm not too sure the details but if you want to contribute to him getting waxed put yes to waxing uh, in the comments if you want to be team no like lambo is team no you put down i support james team no and in the comments but leave your five dollar your ten dollar donation or more gladly take more but please help out james uh gibsongo.com james salary appeal or go to my link tree and click that number one spot it'll take you right to it i just did it myself it went right there so if you can do that for me do it for james it will definitely help him out help him out in his appeal and get this man home and and Listen to the podcast and you'll understand more. But uh, let's get back to the regular show. I just wanted to jump on here, give James uh, some support. So help me out. Help him out. Giftsandgo.com, James Sowery Appeal, or get to my link tree, number one spot, leave five bucks, and vote Team No. Back to the show. A little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. My guest tonight is on the line right next to me. My guest is none other than Joshua Gaddis. You know him on Twitter as Official J Gaddis or Instagram of Official Joshua Gaddis. Uh, Getter and YouTube are under public awakening. Um, Mr. Gaddis, he has the saying, if you're not left, you're right. That is his his coined phrase. Um, Mr. Gaddis is from communist California. We know all about that from communist fucking Washington. And we're the, we're the little brother to, to Mr. California down there, Mr. Gavin Newsom. Our, our tyrannical governor, Jay Inslee, just trying to be like Big Brother, trying to do what Big Brother does, that little puto. It's frustrating. Whatever California does, you know Washington State's going to follow. That's where that's where we're at right now. 
Um, I want to know. I asked him to come on to the show, and he was he was excited to uh, to come on. So we're gonna bring him on in just a couple minutes. Um, I want to pick his brain. I want to know about crime in California. What is going on in that state? What is going on that that these people just can't put their heads together? The the legislatures, the the people that are supposed to be voted into place to take care of shit like this. What is going on in crime in California? And then I know he dabbles into Antarctica a little bit. And you know me. I want to know as much as I can about Antarctica. So I'm going to ask him a couple questions about Antarctica. Find out what other rabbit holes he's going to be in. And, you know, let's see what we can do uh, with, with this conversation. I can't wait. I've been talking to him for... I don't know, a year and a half, two years now on, on all of the different formats. He was originally on TikTok, which he's not on there anymore. Um, and his social media presence expands far and wide. So um, great guy, great character, and great content. So find him on all of this stuff. It'll all be on the on the prologue of the show. Uh, coming up, we've got a couple other great shows. I have my 100th show coming up in two weeks. I don't know yet what I'm going to do for it. It's going to be a special one that I've got next week's done. I don't know what I'm going to do for show 100. I don't know yet. So we're going to work on that idea. I've got a couple weeks to figure it out. I don't don't do best ofs. You guys all know that. So I'll have a guest, maybe two, and uh, hopefully put together an awesome show. But it'll be good. It'll be good. It's my 100th show. I'm very excited for it. So so that'll be up. Um, I just lost account number 25 on TikTok because I promoted the podcast for Friday or for today. Um, I per- created the video for Mr. Joshua Gaddis and account gone. Boom. Just without appeal. Can't appeal it. I didn't have any strikes against me. I had one video that was pulled because I, I duetted uh, somebody else's video and they, they had theirs pulled. So mine got pulled. That's all I had. I had no strikes against me. Boom, video gone. So thanks, Joshua, for uh, getting my account pulled because I showed your face. And boom, account is gone. So it was a good video too. I might put it up on 26. Uh, account number 26 is up. And that name is... I got to pull it up because obviously I, I go through too many accounts. I don't know what it is. It is Lambo's 26th at Lambo's 26th account. So, apparently they're letting me use Lambo. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm excited. I like it. I've been using the hashtag, a little extra Lambo. So, we're going to get those numbers back up, too. Although, I probably check that now because I guarantee I just lost all those those hashtags. Anyway, that's that's the life of of on here. Uh, Be sure to jump over to uh, Renegade's Rant Podcast, Kentucky Renegade. He had on Conservative Ant. Um, excited for that show. I will be listening to that today, actually. But I jump on over there, listen to Conservative Ant. I know it will be a great show. I have to get him booked on as well because we had him on and I, and I lost the show. Uh, had a, had a little system malfunction, so I need to get with Ant and get him back on the show. Maybe he'll come on for my hundred show. I'll have to shoot him a message. I'll see. Give him a call. So, but I know Joshua is in the screen below. I'm going to bring him up. So, so, uh, if you're not left, you're right. 
without further ado, I give you Joshua Gaddis. Three. Mr. Gaddis. Hey, hey. How, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, you know, up here in Washington, communist Washington state, we're, uh, we're dealing with all four seasons all in one day. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure it can't be too worse than communist California. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're like, uh, we're like, we're like brother states almost. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a little bit of snow today. We had uh, a little bit of sunshine. It's rather warm right now at 50 degrees. And this morning it was 24 degrees, something like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the studio now. I got some Pendleton whiskey if they want to sponsor the show. And uh, I, I get to talk to you. Nice. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you very much. We, uh, we've talked back and forth uh, for about a year on uh, Instagram, or not Instagram, on, uh, um, on TikTok and then now on, on Twitter. What... Uh, what what have you been up to? I mean, I, I would assume it's the same stuff, but what have you been up to? Well, you know, um, I did Twitter, you know, for a, I'm sorry, not Twitter, uh, TikTok for a while. Um, by the way, uh, is there a way for me to take this off of a uh, of speakerphone or on this app, or uh, do um, I have to? Yes, I think you just do it how you normally do your phone. Let me see here, because I see there's a mic icon. No, but that mutes that mutes the mic. Because I'm I'm using this uh this StreamYard that app yep. that you sent me. Um, hold on. Oh, you know what? There we go. I just I just gotta I just gotta be a normal human and and put the <laughs> phone up to my ear. That or if you got earbuds, earbuds work as well. I just got to turn the volume down because it's it's coming through my normal phone speaker, which is really loud. There you go. There we go. There we go. There we go. And you can hear me okay, right? Yes, sir. Yes, okay. sir. I'm so, I'm so, trying to get the the video aspect of this of this podcast as well. I've got the cameras. I've got the lights. I've got all the boom arms for the mics. Mm-hmm. Trying to get it all together mm-hmm. in in a nice pizza is not happening. I got some technical issues. It's got to be in my settings somewhere. And that is, I just, it's a different rodeo. I don't, I don't understand. I, I haven't, I don't know. I'm just frustrated. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty technical person, but when it comes to, you know, when stuff like that happens and it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's, I usually figure it out eventually, but it's, it's, it's it's frustrating, especially the, the the time involved. I think it's very time consuming. I'm on. I'm don't get enough sleep at night as it is. My days mm-hmm. are my days are very busy. I'm a father of three, and with running the kids around to whatever they need to get to, with mm-hmm. you know doing this plus work plus you know whatever else. It's just the day. There's not enough hours in the day, and nope. I'm off. I often say that. I often say, man, why can't we just why can't we, you know, why can't Elon hurry up and get us to Mars, you know, at least on, and Mars will have an extra, what, an extra hour almost <laughs> every day. So, and I could use it because then I can use another hour of sleep because honestly, the know, three right? that I get is, it, it's, it's starting to wear on me a little bit. 
Yeah, I'm in I'm in the same boat. You know, I I, I you know at my full time job, you know, I'm doing you know four twelves, you know, every week, and you know, I, I my commute is you know good forty five minutes to an hour. I work in East Oakland, and uh, and then of course you know on my uh, off days, I I'm I'm you know either doing the stuff around the house I need to do, you know, my my normal chores and stuff, and then I also got you know my business I'm running so. Plus, of course, the kids, you know, I got I got four boys, but the two oldest are moved out. My two youngest are still, you know, here at home. Um, they're in high school. So, yeah, I, I know the boat you're in, brother. <laughs> so you are I, I've been to Oakland before. Um, I used to live in uh, Vacaville, Woodland, oh, okay, Vacaville, yeah. uh, spent Just some north. time in Sacramento uh, for college mm-hmm. there. Um, been down to Oakland. Went to the George Strait Country Music Festival down there no. in, oh, shit. That had to have been 97, 98, mm-hmm. so something like that. Uh, yeah, something like that. So, But I've, I've, been, I've been to Oakland, and I would have rather have been there to watch some uh, ath- Oakland Athletics play some, some baseball, but that was not in the cards. Not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not now <laughs> it's just yeah the, the bay area is it's bad it's 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 uh, i mean there's you know there, don't get me wrong there's some you know some better better areas um you know like where i live i, I live in concord um but uh yeah what what the is the issues the what, what are the issues down there why it, obviously there's a lot of homeless and there was homeless when i was down there 800 years ago but Mm -hmm. what is what is the issue why why can't we get a hold on on the homeless on the crime on the other stuff that just goes on and then i'll compare it to washington state here after you answer but what what is the where where what is missing there well that's a very complex answer but i think the, the the short answer is we have very corrupt politicians in office that 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 don't care about anything other than fattening their own pockets. Is it all levels? I mean, you look at oh yeah, at all levels. I mean, from from local all the way up to the state level, you know, and, and that's just for California. And I'm not I'm not even talking about the federal side. Um, but I mean, you know, I used to uh, I I used to be the the, the head of security uh, for um, federal security for you know the entire. Um, uh, basically Northern California. So from San Francisco all the way down to Fresno. Um, and so, you know, we worked directly with, um, federal protective service and, you know, my, my entire area that I was in charge of as a captain was from all of the federal buildings in San Francisco. Um, again, all the way down to Fresno. So we, we, we did all of the, all of the, all of the security for, um, you know, all the all the alphabet agencies, you know, the FBI, the SS, you know, the Social Security Office, um, you know, DEA, FDA, um, you know, you name it. Um, one of my one of my <laughs> matter of fact, I, I make I, I joke about it sometimes because you know, one of the offices that I was in charge of security for was actually uh, uh, the federal building on 97th Street on the corner of 7th and Mission. In San Francisco, which is Nancy Pelosi's office, mm. <laughs> so, so I was in charge of of her security. Interesting. Um, I also, yeah, I also did the, the security for um, uh, you know, the uh, immigration court on uh, on Samson. 
um, the uh, you know uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, you know, which is pretty much right across from uh, um, from Pelosi's office um, on Seventh uh, Street, and uh, the U.S. you know GS you know the U.S. Uh, uh, um, geological Survey Office, you know, that monitors the earthquakes and stuff, and you know, it's all that. So I, I, I've I've been around the politicians, and um, they're 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 a joke. And 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 they they think that they are in an elite class that is separate from the rest of their constituents that they're yeah I think the majority the majority of them are just in it for themselves you know I mean what other what other career do you know that pays you know less than two hundred thousand dollars a year and yet people can enter. And then get filthy rich, other than you know, governorship, Congress, um, you know, senators. I mean, look, you look at people like AOC. You know, that, that was a freaking barista. <laughs> you know, she was probably making minimum wage. Very she becomes, much so. You know, a congresswoman, and now she's worth I don't know how many millions of dollars. And 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 that position pays what? less than 200,000 a year. Uh, how, how does that, how does that even happen? It's, it's because they're all insider trading. They're all corrupt. They all use their positions to enrich themselves. And like I said, the majority of them are corrupt and they're just in it for themselves. They have no interest in bettering the country because they don't live in the same country as we do. No, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't, they don't, uh, they, they don't orbit around the same circles. They don't hang out with the same people. They don't go to the same places. They, they, they don't even, most of them don't even do their own shopping, you know? And so these people, they literally are sort of a breakaway civilization in that regard with the fact that they are, they're not, um, can you still hear me okay? Oh yeah. Okay, my, my phone, my, my screen just lit up and I thought it disconnected again. Um, and these you know, these people don't live in the same world that we do. So they, they couldn't care less because they, they don't experience life, the, the same life that we do. And, and we know um, that from that news broadcast. Uh, I don't remember if it was Good Morning America or whichever one it was, but everybody else is locked down in the pandemic. People are struggling. They don't have, you know, most people are in this country are paycheck to paycheck. Once they got locked yep. down, that money stopped coming in. But yet she's out there saying, yeah, we've got 30 different flavors of ice cream and this pantry's mm -hmm. full and this fridge is full and we've got another fridge downstairs that's completely full. And oh my goodness, we, we know how out of touch they are just from that one broadcast. Yep. And that was just a tiny example of, of how these people are. And when and when and in the in the rare circumstances that they do come into contact with us, you know, us lowly serfs, you know, they they look down on us. And, you know, I mean, I, I've heard stories about like, you know, Hillary Clinton doesn't even let her her her, her wait staff look her in the eye. You know, like they're not they, they have to look down. You know, that, that's that's what I've heard. I haven't personally seen that, but it wouldn't surprise me because these people are completely disconnected from the real world as we know it. Their, their world is something completely different and they couldn't, they couldn't give a shit less. And that's the majority of them. 
Then I think there's others uh, who are who are a minority uh, in those positions uh, in government that it's not that they don't care. It's that they are psychopaths or sociopaths and they deliberately work to screw everything up because it makes them feel good because they're sick, twisted fucks and they the only way they get any satisfaction or make themselves feel higher is by pushing everyone else down, you know, rather than, you know, what, uh, what JFK famously, you know, famously, uh, uh, said, even though he's, he's not the one that came up with the same, but he popularized it, you know, a, a rising tide raises all ships. And that's absolutely true. But these psychopaths don't think that way. They think that the only way to make themselves feel elevated is by pushing everyone else down underneath of them so that they feel like they're the only one on top even if that means they're ruling over a a uh, a garbage heap at least they're ruling over something and if that means destroying everything in order for them to be able to rule over it they don't care even if they're like i said even if they're ruling over a cesspool as long as they're ruling over it because they're psychopaths is that the savior uh, complex? Yeah, it, it, it's not only that. It's 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 narcissism. It's it's uh, it's. I think some of them have that. You know, this delusion that you know, if they make everyone feel dependent on them, that it gives them some sort of self worth, because they they don't have any self worth, and so if they make everyone else dependent on them, then it makes them feel powerful and it makes them feel like they're worth something. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I took psychology in college, so that's, I'm always thinking about it from the, you know, from the, from the human psychology perspective. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the majority of, of these politicians, you know, and now don't get me wrong. There are a, a small handful of politicians who I think are really trying to do the right thing, but it's difficult for them because they are the minority. And, you know, when, when you're in a swamp, you know, where you're trying to do the right thing. Thing, but everyone around you is working against you. You know, it's like trying to ice skate uphill. You know, it's it's, it's tough. virtually impossible. You know, I, I want to believe that most politicians, when they get into office, they have the. I think their heart is in the right place. They want to do good. They want to do good for the people. They want to re represent their their counties or their their um, their constituents. They mm -hmm. you know they want to do good. But I think at some point, I think at some point, either A, it gets, they get manipulated, their arm gets twisted, or else they get compromised. And in Texas, uh -huh. I believe Dan Crenshaw is one of those guys that got compromised because uh he was an all-star. He was saying all the right things. He was doing all the right things. He was, a uh, he was, uh, I, I first came across Dan, Dan Crenshaw on the Convino and Rich show, actually on Sirius XM likable mm -hmm. dude he's you know down to earth barbecue and a beer kind of guy and then mm -hmm. it's it just it just switched like he got compromised yeah I, I i that would not surprise me in the least and you know who knows what they have on him you know um but obviously they got something because uh i don't see why anyone would make a 180 degree flip like that and um and it be so quick and so sudden
and it was very sudden. Like he yeah. was talking, he was talking about the border and making sure we had enough assets and getting the the border patrol agents to have enough guns and ammo and whatever else that they needed. And then it turned the like almost the very next day. Yeah, no, we're we're good on the border. We we don't really have a crisis. Um, we could update some stuff, but really, it's it's all good down here. Like mm-hmm. overnight, it's like Dan. What happened? Who got to you? Yeah, yeah. Somebody got to him. But you know, on, uh, and but on the other, uh, at, at the same time, you know, with all that going on, you know, when I look at, you know, I I talk to a lot of people all the time, and the what what I've personally seen, especially in the last you know two years, year and a half, you know, even with as bad as things look, I think that the worm is turning, you know, s- socially, um, you know, as far as like, you know, uh, the, the, the consciousness of the, of the public, you know, and, and, and he's sure there's still a lot of people who are still, you know, asleep with their head buried in the sand, but there's a lot of people who are waking up and some, some of them are, are waking up a little more slowly and some of them are waking up like, Holy crap. These people not only went into the rabbit hole, they freaking, you know, did a, did a swan dive you know, <laughs> head first into the rabbit hole, you know, and, and it's, it's very, um, it's, it's very encouraging. I, I, and I'm encouraged by it because even here in California, you know, woke ass California, a lot of people here, even in the Bay area are really waking up. Really? Um, and I, and I think that, I think that COVID was a was certainly a factor, um, but I don't think it was the only factor, and I don't even think it was the main factor. I think it was one of the top, but I think it was also Biden. You know, we we got hit with some of the worst gas prices in this country, and I think that really made a lot of people say, "What the hell's going on?" I mean, you know, there, I was passing gas stations here in the Bay Area that were over seven dollars a gallon. And um, then, of course, you know, the prices of everything else goes up, you know, the prices of food, um, you know, our, our, our PG&E, you know, which is our, you know, our, our electricity and gas and um, everything was going up in price and the value of the dollar was going down. And, you know, it took more dollars to buy more stuff. And I think that really, you know, affected a lot of people. And especially with the fact that people are living paycheck to paycheck and people have started saying, well, why is this happening? And so I think a lot of people started you know, really waking up. And then, you know, when you start to wake up, at least how it was in my experience, you know, what I, 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 I've always been one to question authority. But years ago, you know, probably gosh, well over a decade ago is when I started, you know, really like looking at stuff and I started getting interested and I started doing some research and I, I, I had my own computer and so I started, you know, going online and looking at stuff. And then when, you know, when you're starting to look, it's like a chain reaction, you know, one thing leads to another thing and then that leads to another thing and then that leads to another thing. And then all of a sudden you got all these branches in front of you, you know, like forks in the road and you're like, Oh shit, you know, there's, there's this way and there's that way. And there's like four different paths here. So you go down one path and then that leads you off into another direction. You might come back and go down one of the other paths you didn't take yet. And that leads you to some other information. It's like, holy crap. And then it's just like this snowball 
you know, effect. And it, it just, it accelerates the awakening exponentially the more you go. And I think that's what's been happening for a lot of people. When obviously you're in law enforcement, we've seen all the, all the videos of, of you, when it comes to the respect that the, that the people are giving you or, or don't give you, is that changing down there where you're at as well? I'm not law enforcement. I, I I'm, I'm in private security. So I used okay. to do, you know, uh, I used to be on federal contract. I used to be on federal contract for, you know, security for the federal government, um, which still technically is not law enforcement. It's security, but it's just on, you know, on a federal contract. Um, but I'm, I'm no longer on the federal contract. I left that, uh, you know, several years ago and now I'm in the private sector. Um, so I do armed security still, but it's, 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 uh, it's not for the federal government. It's on a private, you know, private, uh, private gotcha. account. Um, but, but as far as, you know, but I, you know, I have friends in law enforcement and, you know, I think that it's a mixed bag. You know, I think that there's still a lot of people here, you know, you, you drive through Oakland and, you know, about every, you know, 10th house you drive by, you see a BLM sign in the window, you know, or something like that. So, you know, there, it, there's still some people that still are brainwashed with that defund the police mentality bullshit, you know, and all the left, left hard propaganda. But I think overall, overall, even people that consider themselves Democrats, people I've talked to, you know, they don't want the police defunded because then who's going to police their, their communities? You know, and the, 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 the communities that are going to get hit the worst you know, if, if, if the police are defunded are the black communities, because that's where the majority of the crime is happening. And that's because of the situation that they've been put in by the Democrat party since LBJ. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he said, 100%. you know, I'm going to have these, he said, you know, in that letter, I'm going to have these N words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. You know, we just got to get, we just got to get the dads out of the house, the moms on welfare. And, you know, we'll, we'll control the mothers and the kids and therefore we'll control everyone. Um, you know, and that's, that's exactly what L LBJ did. And, you know, unfortunately the Democrats whole, you know, new plantation plan was successful. And, you know, but you look at, you look at the, you know, late 1950s, you know, up, up until the late 1950s, you know, well over 85% of black Americans were overwhelmingly Republican. And then that just changed <laughs> because as long as they wanted that, you know, that, that EBT card, you know, that, that, that free government cheese, you, you vote the way we're going to tell you to vote. Yeah. And that's exactly well, once what you get do. hooked, you, you yep. need to do what it takes to, to keep it. Yeah. It's a drug, you know, government welfare is a drug. In my opinion, I don't look at it any, I don't look at it any differently than crack. Because once you get on it, it's very difficult to get off of it because you be, you become dependent on it. It's the same thing with those, you know, uh, those uh, those those payday loan scams. And I know I know they're not officially, you know, I know they're not officially recognized as a scam, but I consider them a scam. Oh, very much because so. hundred percent. They once, are. Yeah, you, you, you give your you, you, you get a loan and then when you get your paycheck and usually the loan is for the amount of the paycheck that you normally get. And so once you get your paycheck, then you got to pay that entire check back to the loan. 
And then in order to survive for the next week or two weeks or however often you get paid, you got to get another loan or you got to go two weeks without paying or, or a month without paying on all your bills so you can save up enough money to, 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 to pay off that loan and not have to get another one. So people get stuck in that loop. And right. it's the same thing with welfare, the Democrat Party. The whole thing is a scam. My wife, a girlfriend at the time, but wife, um, kid's mother, she bought a TV at one of these mm -hmm. um, payday loan places. You don't have to have any money down. It's a payday loan. Yeah, like same same yeah. thing. So she bought a TV mm -hmm. at one of these places. And the TV cost was 600 $650, something like that. By the time she was done, and I believe I'm the one that ended up paying it off for her, by the time she was done, she had well over $1,200 invested in this TV. Oh, yeah. Because if All you're making minimal payments, then that charge, it's just like a credit card. That charge just keeps going up and up and up. Yep, and on those ones, that interest rate is like probably 24% minimum. <laughs> it's horrendous. Know, maybe more. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme in my opinion. You know, it's, 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 it's a way to just suck money out of people, but it's, it's, a, but it's also a way, but with, when it comes to welfare, it's, it's, it's a way to control people. And, um, you know, but I was saying, you know, about the whole BLM thing, you know, people, you know, the, the black communities are the ones that are affected the worst because then if the, if the, if there's no police to, keep their neighborhoods safe then who's going to keep the neighborhood safe are yep. they going to are, are they are they going to turn to vigilanteism you know well um, we know yeah. all about that of no police um up in seattle when they commandeered oh, yeah. three or four city blocks something like that for the yeah, autonomous zone there was, was no crazy. policing there they policed themselves and there was yep. still crime there was still yeah there two was people died people shot and killed. yeah and it that if if you need an example of what no police looks like, you've got it right there. And our yep. governor didn't know a thing about it. Oh, I'm gonna have to look into that. He says, "Yeah, the fuck you do. You're dumb." Well, I mean, uh, look uh, when uh, J Jerry Nadler was, you know, confronted by a reporter and said, "Hey, you know, uh, what about you know this uh, this this thing going on with all these Antifa riots?" and and Nadler said, "Oh, that that's a myth." <laughs> How, and that's, how? that fills our TV screens. Yeah, that's how you know that these people don't live in the same world. They're either that or he was just completely lying through his teeth because he didn't want to. It, it's either one of the two. Either he's lying or he's completely incompetent and doesn't even know what's going on in the real world. And no matter which way it is, it's not good. Very much so. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, and these are the politicians that are supposed to be serving the people. There's a reason why they're called public servants. They are, they are there to serve us. And I, I don't know how we do it, but originally when our government was formed, government officials were supposed to go to Washington, D.C. Or, or Virginia at the time, now Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. um, be there two or three weeks. And then go back. They they had to go home. Yeah. They had to go back to the farm. They had to go back to their businesses. Uh -huh. And I, they got paid. And they got paid a measly wage. Very much so. It was a deterrent. Doing it. But you felt it, it as yeah. a service. Now exactly. we're so far from that. I don't know how we go back to that of really, you know, 
minimizing their pay, minimizing the time that they're there in Washington, making them more accountable to their cons- well, constituents. I don't, I don't know how we get back to that point, but we have to. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see a way because the the, the people who make those decisions are the ones that are getting rich. You know, Congress makes the laws. And so if Congress are the ones getting all fat and happy from these ridiculous, you know, salaries that they get paid and, and plus they're allowed to, you know, do all the insider trading and on the stock market and all of that and make themselves filthy rich, how could we possibly count on these same people to pass the law to limit their own salary and also limit their amount of time that they can serve because i we also need term limits yeah in congress and so the only way i i can see that happening is if there was enough of an uprising nationwide where literally just millions of people all at the same time just said fuck this we're done and they just literally shut the whole system down no more truckers trucking stuff no more train operators no more no more ship crews no more uh, no more people running the refineries and the electrical companies and everything just comes to a screeching halt where the power go- shuts down the gas shuts down the 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 the, the trucking supply shuts down and it forces congress to say okay okay we're we're we'll do what you want and we'll limit our term in office and we'll drastically cut our pay is this acceptable can we get the country running again the problem with that though is that not enough citizens are going to be willing to do that because it's going to adversely affect themselves even though they're already being affected they, but most people are, aren't looking at it that way. It's the frog they're looking at, okay, water. Yeah, they're, they're looking at it like, okay, I, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm okay for today. And I can be okay tomorrow, but I'm not going to worry about that until tomorrow. But if I have to worry about the next you know, few days or a few weeks because I'm partaking in this whole event where literally I can't get any food, I can't get gas – because everything shut down, you know, what am I going to do to feed my family? So people aren't, most people aren't willing to take that, you know, to, to, to make that sacrifice in order to get the big payoff. Yeah. You've got to see the end end game in that, you know, at at a whole, not just as a fraction of it. And I was actually talking to uh, Kentucky renegade Patriot today, actually, and him and his guest, um, uh, can't think of his name, something tones. Um, he just had him on his podcast and they were talking about, you know, everybody taking, not going to work for a week. And that would, that would Mm kind of come into the same idea that you have there of really getting the government's attention, shutting them down. My only drawback to that is 80 over 80% of the businesses in this country are small business. Most of them are hanging on by a thread as it is. Yeah. If you don't go to work for a week, you're affecting every single one of those small businesses and it will probably put them out of business. Yeah. But again, on the, the other hand, it's just like what <laughs> you said, they're already they're already on their way out. They just don't know it yet. Exactly. So six they're, of they're one, not, half dozen of the they're, other. They're, 
Yeah, they're they're look they're looking ten feet in front of them inst- instead of two miles down the road, you know, and they're just going ten feet at a time, and 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 when things get and and that's why the that's why the elites do that's why the globalists do the, do it the way they do, it's it's like well, like like you said the 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 frog in the boiling pot, when people are when people are oppressed slowly, they tend to become acclimated to the oppression because they get used to it and then they just they just it's, it's just like how they whittle away at our second amendment it's just taking a little bit a little bit a little bit it's like slowly eating it's like slowly eating the elephant one bite at a time and uh eventually the whole elephant is consumed but it's going to take a while but when what if 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 people are are pushed too quickly that's when the backlash occurs because then people can see what's happening and they and it's too it's too fast to become acclimated to and that's when the uprisings occur it's why covid I mean, had to be so slow say what again it's why covid had to be so slow they couldn't come yeah. out and just kill 6 7 20 million people they had to do it cuz that oh that would raise an raise an eyebrow that would cause alarm mm-hmm be like whoa wait a second here what's going on but if you do it slowly over months and months over two-year period to where a couple million people have died from it then nobody really oh man that sucks yeah we should really you know be more careful it's not a big boom 25 million yeah well it's just like stalin said you know um when one when when one man dies it's a tragedy when 10 million die it's a statistic you know and so people just people see that number out there, that big, that big, huge number. And it's like, Oh, that's, that's, that's way out here. That's way out there. You know, that's, that's not right here. That's not affecting me right now. Same, and and so same thing with guns. Um, yeah. Same thing with exactly. our two way. They, they, yeah. they came out saying exactly what they wanted to do. We fought back on, on that entire plan. And then it's like, okay, well, well maybe we should just do this little tiny thing. We'll just, we'll just make the magazine size just a little bit smaller for public safety. Oh, you know, well, well I guess that's not all of our guns gone. It's just a magazine size. It's not a big deal. Oh, your, your barrel can't be as, you know, 16 inches. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, we can only have 14. Okay. Um, I, all right. I guess that's okay too. Oh, are, we're going to go back to magazine. Oh, now we can only have 10 rounds in our magazines. Now mm-hmm. it's the, the brace. Now it's three, three, um, sizes or three bullets in our magazine. You know, it's it just, it's that slow movement until they just finally get what they want. And that's why we cannot compromise ever. <laughs> we, the, 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 the fact that when I think about the fact that anyone would be willing to compromise on our constitutionally protected God-given rights, um, it just, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. It's like, are, are, are you stupid? It's like, <laughs> well, why? Th- those, those rights are your rights they're not given to you by the constitution they're not given to you by government the constitution recognizes that those rights are yours you're born with them they're given to you by god they're they're your natural born rights however you want to label them and when you say well you know uh, you know I, i have these rights that i'm born with but you know in order to you know be for the greater good i'll i'll compromise it's like no no you can't fucking do that 
because then they're going to make you compromise on something again later. And you just keep compromising over a long period of time until you have nothing left to compromise. I said that same thing when the, when the Green New Deal first came out. When Bernie Sanders, AOC, they brought this Green New Deal that was going to cost trillions of dollars to do. Oh, yeah, that, that, that huge Green New Deal that they wrote up on a freaking restaurant napkin. <laughs> <laughs> something. something. But it was, it was so out there. It was so... <laughs> You can't believe that this was actually being proposed, but they did it on purpose because now they can go, well, we're not going to do the whole Green New Deal, but we should really mm -hmm. look into electric cars. We should really look into having all electric stoves getting away from gas. We should really look into raising the standards for gas-powered vehicles to the point where the companies don't even want to want to produce gas-powered vehicles anymore. We're just going to go straight EV. You know, and, and the the climate or the climate change added into that with our carbon tax credits, with all of this other stuff. But it was a slow movement. This this little bit, this little bit, this little bit. Eventually, they get the whole oh, fucking yeah. Green New and, Deal and, in there, and, and it's done. Yeah, and because because you know it it makes total sense that you know if you pay more money to the to the government, which has done such a great job on everything they can magically make the climate not change anymore. <laughs> Weird. You know? It's like, you know, it's, it, it reminds me of those, those charlatan, you know, preachers that, that get on, te on television and say, oh, you know, it just, I can guarantee you a place in heaven. Just send me your money and you'll have a seat next to God. And it's like, what? <laughs> And, and, but there are, there are gullible people out there. It's like, like the old saying goes, goes, you know, there's a, there's a sucker born every minute. And unfortunately there are people that are suckers and they will literally sit there and believe that, oh yeah, if I pay this money to carbon taxes to the government, then they'll, they'll fix it. It's like, no, the, 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 the climate is always changing whether you're here or not. <laughs> People do not affect the climate and carbon dioxide doesn't even affect the, well, carbon, climate, carbon dioxide does affect the climate, but it affects it in a good way. We have the lowest level of carbon dioxide that we have ever had in our atmosphere. Back during the Cretaceous period, the carbon dioxide levels in our atmosphere was over 300% higher than it is today. And the globe was covered with lush forests and humongous dinosaurs because there was more carbon dioxide because it wasn't when there's more carbon dioxide there's more oxygen M more and stuff grows more oxygen, there's more growth there's more life and 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 i, I talked to these climate tards you know on 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 online and even you know face to face on the street sometimes and i'm trying to get through their heads like do you understand that all life is carbon based and then they kind of sit there and, and they get this look on their face. It's like, yeah, you, you remember sixth grade science class, right? <laughs> All life is carbon-based. Humans, animals, plants, everything is carbon. So by, by trying to get rid of carbon, you're literally trying to get rid of life. And if we don't have enough carbon dioxide in our atmosphere, we're gonna become like Mars, where we have virtually no atmosphere. Because if there's not enough carbon dioxide for the plants 
to thrive on, which carbon dioxide is just plant food, the plants are not going to be able to produce oxygen. Is the, the plants take in CO2 as a food source or as, a, as an energy source, then they, they use that with sunlight to convert it to make food. And the, the byproduct is oxygen, which then all animals like us then have to inhale. And then the byproduct that we give out is carbon dioxide. So it's, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship between animals and plants with the whole carbon cycle. And when you cut off one element in the whole carbon cycle, i.e. carbon dioxide, you shut down the entire carbon cycle and life ceases to exist. But these people just can't wrap their heads around that. And the politicians are, they're mostly all stupid. So they don't understand basic ecological science. And so they make, they try to make laws that are completely uh, antithetical to what should be going on. Yeah, I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was you. I'm trying to remember where I read this at. There was something. Um, plants need to have 0.02 percent carbon, carbon dioxide, in order for them to sustain life. And right now, mm -hmm. our atmosphere is 0.04 or 0.06, something like that, and 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 yeah, it's, slowly it's a, it's moving downwards. Gap. Yeah, it's an extremely low amount. So literally by people trying to, to reduce their carbon dioxide production, they are literally killing the planet. They're doing the exact opposite of, of what they should be doing because we already don't have enough CO2 in the atmosphere. You, I mean, look at green, um, greenhouses. Large commercial greenhouses have to pump in extra CO2 or the plants don't produce because there's not enough of it in our natural environment. I, I, I do security. I don't, I don't think I mentioned it. I, I do security for the cannabis industry. So I literally work in an area where there are massive grow rooms with thousands and thousands of, of, of cannabis plants growing indoors. We have a huge CO2 tank on the side of our building that we have to have CO2 trucks come in every week and fill up that CO2 tank so they can pump CO2 into the grow rooms in order for the marijuana plants to grow. And it's like that with any plant, whether it's marijuana or a freaking bell pepper or a tomato, plants have to have CO2. And if there's not enough of it in our natural atmosphere, they have to pump it in. And if you ever walk into a greenhouse, like a large greenhouse, you're in a, a large greenhouse for a few minutes and you, it's like you don't want to come out because you feel energized. And the reason is because even though they're pumping all that extra carbon dioxide in, as a result, there's huge levels of oxygen in the air. So inside of a greenhouse, the oxygen levels are way higher than they are outside. So that extra oxygen that you're getting is oxygenating your blood, which is which has massive health benefits, but it's also energizing. And you, you go into a greenhouse after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you don't want to come out. You don't even feel like you want to sleep. It seems pretty simple. <laughs> because, yeah, it's just it's 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 simple science. You know, we we rely on on oxygen, and plants rely on carbon dioxide. 
and we produce the carbon dioxide and the plants produce the oxygen. So if you cut off either oxygen or carbon dioxide or plants or animals, the entire system shuts down. We all rely on the system. And so it, it's, it, it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like a sci-fi movie, you know, where, where, where aliens come down and, and in order to make the environment livable for themselves, they have to destroy our current uh, 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 gaseous makeup of our atmosphere. So they get us to do it for them by programming us to think that CO2 is like this toxic gas that we got to get rid of. And in doing so, we wind up destroying the entire atmosphere which wipes all of us out, but makes it completely livable for the aliens that that are trying to take over the planet. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you couldn't you couldn't write a you could write a sci-fi story all around it, and and it would and, and it would make sense, but it doesn't make sense for real life. And my daughter was was telling me she's seventeen, junior in high school, and we were talking about um, electric vehicles, and she was telling me why they're going to be so much better for the earth, and telling me all about CO two, and but not explaining what CO2 does for plants. She's like, oh, yeah, I know that they take it in and they, that's how they create oxygen. I said, well, if they take in more CO2, wouldn't they create more oxygen? Yep. If they take in more and we have a lot more plants around, wouldn't it create more oxygen? Wouldn't they eat up more of that CO2? So what's going to happen when we are completely EV? Nobody's creating any carbon. What's going to happen then? Mm-hmm. And then you get that, uh, that light bulb goes off. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's it's simple science. So yeah. that's what they're that's but what she, they're teaching in schools. You know, but she's we, a kid, and 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 you know that's you can't you can't hold her. You know, you can't hold it too too much against her because she's still learning stuff. But but the thing is that there's full ass grown adults that still think that stuff. Well, they're told and, and, to and think to me, that. That's, yeah, and, and to me that's 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 no excuse. If you're if you're a grown ass adult. And you can literally find this stuff out in, in, in less than 60 seconds with a few clicks of a mouse button, then there's no excuse. You're, you're just, you're just being lazy and living in your own bubble, um, being fed all the information that you're getting from the idiot box and the, and the talking heads on, you know, CNN and MSNBC and, and, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy, which by the way, has no, he's he's not a scientist. He's not a scientist. He's a freaking engineer. <laughs> he yeah. he builds things. You know, he doesn't know he doesn't know the first damn thing about climate, or or or. or but he gets up there on, on on TV and 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 he's pushed in everyone's face like he's this authority figure. It's 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 ridiculous. I, Sometimes uh, I just feel like I want to take people by the neck and just ring them and say, "Wake up!" <laughs> yeah, I, I've I have been telling everybody, question everything. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what side of an argument you're on. Question everything. If somebody from the left yep. says something, look it up. Do your research. Yep. Do same thing you know with the right? Same thing with the right. I, I don't, and, and it's even people that I trust on the right. I still go and try try to verify what they are saying. Just in just in case they might be wrong, I don't want to. Yep. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of that. So I'm just going to verify, make sure that I see what they're seeing, and then and then go from there. What I started exactly. doing all of this was the globe. It was our it was our globe that we grew up knowing since we were kids, and we had the the you know North America, South America, Africa, Europe. I was told later on in life that well, the globe isn't really 
the, the continents on the planet don't really look like what is on the globe. We do the sizes on the globe to fill it out. That way it looks better. And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, okay, what else, what else are you hiding from us? <laughs> so then that's kind of, that's when everything started uh, of, of question everything. What rabbit holes are you in? Myself? Yeah. Mm, pretty much all of them. <laughs> My, mine is Antarctica. Mine is at Antarctica. And, and even today I was looking up Admiral Byrd and what he, just going down that rabbit hole. I, I'm fascinated with Antarctica. Oh, yeah. And 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 yeah. trying what, like what is out there, and then and then I had Freedom Stick on the podcast a while ago, and he's like he's like you know, and he, he brought up that the UN had a picture of the world was their emblem before we were even up in space to know what the world actually looked like. Maybe we should question that. You know, not well, that I he mean, believes you know, of, it's a the, flat the, Earth, the, the, but. Maybe we should question that. The, no, but I mean, the, the, they they had a good idea of of what the Earth would look like because they had you know their the, the cartographers have have gone back for you know thousands of years and you know when 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 you know when you look at you know people like Magellan and and you know others who have you know sailed around and and made fairly accurate you know maps you know just from being able to navigate you know those are. F- those are still fairly trustworthy and they may not be an exact, you know, an exact 100% rendition of what the earth looks like from space, but they're pretty darn close. But when you start looking at, you know, how maps are, are, are made and how they used to be made, you know, hundreds of years ago, or, or you know, cartographers would, would quite often, um, you know, copy maps from other cartographers. And so what cartographers used to do is that they used to do these, this, this thing where when they would make a map, they would, put a, they would put something on the map that, that only they knew. That's, it's, how, it's almost like a trademark, how they could tell that that was their map. So like, for example, a, 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 a cartographer would, you know, would create a map of, of you know, some, some you know, coastline and he, he or she may put – um, an, a small, tiny little island, you know, right there that didn't really exist. And so if he saw some other map that, that someone else made later on that had that exact same island on it, he would know that they copied from him. So it was a, a little trick that they did. And there has been maps where islands were put there that didn't really exist. But... And you look at other maps that are basically a conglomeration of different maps. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Perry Reese map. No. So the Perry Reese map, you got, you got to look into that. Perry Reese was a, um, was a cartographer. He was a, he was a bunch of different things. He was basically a polymath, but cartography is map, make, map making is one of the things that he did. And he, um, he was, uh, he was in the, uh, basically the Ottoman empire, you know, the, the, you know, uh, ancient, you know, Saudi Arabia. Um, and, uh, he had created a map that he said he had used other maps that were far older that 
he used to put this other map together. And he also put it together with information that he got through his own travels. And on that map, it shows, and that now the, the Perry Reese map was created, I forget the exact year, but I want to say it was the uh, 16th or 17th century. And the Perry Reese map shows the coastline of Antarctica without ice. Hmm. No joke. And nobody can explain it. And some people have even tried to debunk it saying, well, that's not really Antarctica. That's, that's part of South America. No, if you really look at it, you, you could tell where South America is, but you can also see at the very bottom of the map, there is a coastline going across and it matches up exactly with the coastline of Antarctica without that ice. And the only reason why they know that's how it looks is because satellites are able to penetrate you know, with LIDAR and other, you know, other technologies, they're able to penetrate, you know, the ice and get a, get a, get a radio image of what the actual land under the ice looks like. And that's on and the Perry Reese map. image of the Perry Reese map. Okay. Perry I, Reese map. I, I will be I, looking I, into I that. The, uh, I think it's R-E-I-S-S, I think. Um, don't quote me on the spelling, but just, you can, you can just use your voice to text and, you know, say, uh, Perry Reese map and, and you'll pull it right up. Um, but, uh, how, how would, how would they have known about Antarctica that long ago? And how would they have known how it looked without ice? Unless the map that he was using was so old that it was some other, it was from some other civilization that existed, you know, prior to you know, probably prior to the younger Dryas, you know, at, you know, 10 and a half thousand years ago. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the younger Dryas event that, you know, that changed everything, you know, prior to the younger Dryas, you know, Africa was, was, you know, what, what is now the Sahara was basically a, 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 a lush savanna. You know, Egypt used to be green. The whole areas and everything, they found, you know, all kinds of, of things. They, they, they uh, they dug up um, a, a huge boat um, years ago that was buried uh, next to uh, the uh, Cheops pyramid, you know, the, the the Great Pyramid of Giza. And you know, they, they, now of course, Egyptologists today they they all just make the assumption of, oh well, you know, that was the Pharaoh's boat, you know, that they buried with him to go into the afterlife, so he could sail away across the sky. It's like, come on. You're, you're, you're telling me that these, these people that had, you know, you know copper, copper tools, <laughs> you know, a soft metal. First of all, you're telling me that these copper tool wielding people chiseled, you know, 20, 30 ton granite blocks. You know, you, uh, they, they carved these huge blocks out of. Uh, of, uh, you know, rose granite or some other granite that rates, you know, what, eight or nine on the hardness scale with, you know, 10 being diamond. Perfectly. And they cut all these things with copper perfectly. And then on top of that, they, they were so sophisticated to create the, these massive structures with, you know, all these, all these chambers and have them, have them lined precisely with, with an with, with with a with an accuracy of uh, was it less than one percent uh, exactly north north south alignment. On top of that, they 
they, they, they plan them all with all these caverns and, and, and all these mathematical equations that literally the circumference of the earth is embedded in the, into the mathematics of the Great Pyramid to the exact amount, the speed of light. Is, if you take the calculations of the dimensions, it comes out to the speed of light. And so you're telling me that all these people were that sophisticated. Oh, but the, but but they were so they were so primitive that they thought that if they buried a boat, that the pharaoh could magically sail it away after death. Really? <laughs> I'm just you know, and like, I'm sitting here just kind of soaking it all in, and I and I've you know the doorways being so big, um, you know they've they've put human bones together to where these these giants were 12, 13 feet tall. Just, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just the, ginormous people back then, but still no, no, not no, that, not lifting that they, heavy of a rock. Yeah, well, not only that, but, I mean, even even the Bible says that there was giants. I mean, the, the, in Genesis, it literally says there were giants in the earth in those days where the, where, where, where the, 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 the sons of God came unto the daughters of men who saw them beautiful and bore children, and they were the Nephilim. You know, the, these, and then you look at all the thousands upon thousands of, of accounts in newspapers of giant skeletons being dug up. And then all of a sudden, who comes in? The Smithsonian. And the S S Smithsonian comes in and, and says, oh, well, well, we have all this, you know, money and we have all this know-how and knowledge and we'll come in and we'll... We'll make sure everything's taken care of. And then all of a sudden the skeletons disappear and the Smithsonian says, oh, we don't know about any giant skeletons. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Right. It's like every time. Do, and, and, do, and then do you believe you, that this could be a second civilization. What we're in right now could be the second world. No, I think we're probably more like the at least fourth or fifth. Wow. Really? Well, I mean, look at look at the Mayans. You know, the 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 the, the Mayan the, the Mayan calendar said you know, the whole uh, um, uh, I forget which uh, which codex. Uh, there, there's about four different codexes, uh, Mayan codexes. There's one codex in particular. I forget the name of it, but they talk about that we are uh, currently the what they call the fifth sun. So there were there were four suns, uh, sun S U N. There were four suns before, and at the end of each sun, the 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 fire. Um, you know, they're all destroyed by different uh, cataclysms. The last one was destroyed by water, a flood. And you you look at the there's flood myths in virtually every single culture around the world, even cultures that were completely removed from other cultures and had no contact they still had their own flood, flood myths and they all are either identical or very, very similar to the story of Noah in the Bible. I mean, have you ever, have you ever read the, the, uh, the, uh, the Sumerian Epic of Gilgamesh? Um, no, I have not. I know about Gilgamesh, Gil, Gilgamesh, but I have not mm -hmm. read, I have not actually read the story. No. I think you cut out again. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, I got you. Okay. I, I, I know about Gilgamesh, but I have not actually read the entire story. 
Well, if you think the story of Noah was interesting, you definitely need not only read the, the, the epic of Gilgamesh, but read the Anuma Elish. The Anuma Elish is a set of tablets uh, from uh, ancient Sumer that date back to um, 6,000, uh, I believe 6,000 BC, 5,500 BC, something like that. Um, and uh, the Anuma Elish is basically the Sumerian creation story. And you got to remember too that the, the the ancient Sumerians were very advanced, and they came up with the very first writing that we know of. There could have been other writings before that; we just haven't found them yet. But you know, they 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 they, uh, they wrote on you know uh, in a cuneiform, using something called a stylus, where it was like this wedge-looking um, uh, pencil, and they would press symbols into clay tablets. And uh, that was they, they they came out with the first you know written alphabet uh, called cuneiform. And the Sumerians, when they found when they started finding all these tablets and they started doing excavations in you know in what is now Iraq, you know back in the you know late 1800s, early 1900s, they started finding all of these you know ancient civilizations. They came across all these thousands upon thousands upon thousands of tablets and cylinder seals, and um, they found that they had a whole uh, system, like, you know, they, they had government, they had um, a lot of, all these tablets were basically filed into different categories. So they had tablets that were legal documents, that were literally um, like receipts and, and uh, deeds to properties. They had other tablets that were more like uh, what, what we would consider novels. Um, they had other tablets that were considered historical documents. Uh, they had other tablets that were legal documents like um, fines and uh, uh, convictions of, of criminals, you know, things like that. Basically, just like we have today, but written on clay tablets instead of, you know, wood pulp paper and or, you know, or, or digital computers <laughs> like we have today. And the Anuma Elish was listed as a historical document. It, it wasn't listed as a, as a fictionary tale. The, the, the Sumerians had it listed as an actual historical document. And when you read the Anuma Elish and you read how, you know, the, the, what they called the gods or the Anunnaki basically created the, 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 the flood to wipe out human civilization, um, one of the one of the gods basically well one of the gods didn't want to didn't want to uh uh to wipe out humanity because he loved humanity and um he basically was forced to agree to not inform the humans that this flood was going to occur so in order to get around his uh his oath to not tell the humans he According to the Anuma Elish, he walked up to a reed wall on the outside of the house of one of his uh, hybrid sons. So his one of his sons that was basically half human, half you know Anunnaki, whether you want to call them you know gods or extraterrestrials or whatever you want to call them. And he started telling the reed wall, "Hey, this this flood's going to happen." Uh, you need to build this uh, vessel and, you know, we're going to, you know, uh, do all this and basically build the whole plan. And his son walked out and said, 
you know, what, what are you doing? What are you talking about? He said, go back inside. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to this reed wall. <laughs> Basically a way to kind of like spill the beans without telling him so that he could have plausible deniability. <laughs> yeah. And so, the, so then the flood came and they, he, he built an ark. But according to the Anuma Elish, it wasn't an ark where they, they, they put two animal, you know, two, two of every animal and plant species on this boat. Because you think about it, there's no boat you could ever build that you could put two animals and two of every animal and plant on the planet fit, fit onto a boat. I don't care how big you make it. There, there's, there's no way you could do that. But the Enuma Elish explains it all. In the Enuma Elish, it talks about how Enki and his, uh, uh, one of his full-blooded sons from, you know, wherever they came from, took the ark that the other one built and put what, what the Enuma Elish calls the essence of all of the species on Earth. So how would you interpret the essence of I a would, species? I would say seeds, number one, for your plant yeah. life. And then but what about animals? absolute babies. Or DNA. Or DNA. There you or, go. Or, or, or sperm and, 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 and eggs. That, that's a possibility too. Yep. That's now, very advanced, case, though, to understand that. Yeah. And but, so how would they have understood that six and a half thousand or six thousand years ago? <laughs> you know, and and you know, then on top of that, you look at some of the some of the artistic uh, uh, artistic works that they had in ancient Samaria. Like there's a there's an old um, carving that's dates back to, I think, uh, about four or 5,000 BC, there's a carving on an old temple wall of um, a goddess that they call um, uh, Inanna. And in the background behind her, uh, there is a, uh, what looks like a staff with two serpents intertwined going up the staff. What we would call today a caduceus, you know, the, the, the symbol for the, for the medical industry. Okay. But when you also look at it, it also looks like the double helix. Interesting. Which is DNA. So, I mean, it's really interesting. It's like we only just discovered DNA or did we just rediscover DNA? <laughs> well, I was, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. He had on um, former NFL player Derek Wolf. And they mm -hmm. were, he was talking about, he was, he was there at the tombs there in Egypt in the pyramids and these these writings and symbols on the wall were very detailed for another civilization before this one about where our technology is at today when it comes to you know the double helix when it comes to other other advanced thinking was already mm -hmm. on these walls oh yeah so, so I, you know, maybe, maybe that's just me wanting, wanting to, to reach for something, but I, there's got it. There had to have been something else. And then you have, you have, when they, when they developed the nuclear bomb, they said mm -hmm. they refound it. Yeah. That was a uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. There we go. Yeah. 
He was, said they, 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 he said they rediscovered um, the, 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 the power of the, of the atom. And then once the, once the bomb was detonated, he said, I, I am now, I am now the destroyer of worlds. What did he mean by worlds? Plural. Plural. You know, <laughs> and what is he, is he talking about that, you know, the nuclear, uh, nuclear detonation could not only affect Earth, but could affect other worlds? You know, what was, what was he talking about? Or Nobody was really it the, the world as they knew it beforehand, they had that technology, they used it, and then it started over to where we are at now. This is a new world. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, you look, there's a um, there's an ancient um, city that they discovered years and years ago in uh, India, and uh, all of the skeletons they found at first they they were they were shocked because all of these skeletons they were they were found they they were in positions where it looked like a lot of the skeletons was a lot of the skeletons were in positions where it looked like they were just sleeping when it happened. Others were two skeletons like holding hands and it looked like they were like ducking for cover. Um, and then they started doing readings on all of the skeletons and found they had an extraordinarily high level of radiation as if a nuclear blast had gone off. But then when they started, but then they were really confused because then when they carbon dated the bones, they found that they dated back this this civilization that they dug up dated back to thousands of years ago in India, and I forget the name of I, I forget the name of the town, but it's 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 online. You can look it up, and the the all of these skeletons were all and to to, to this day still, the, the the whole area is basically cordoned off because there's a high level of radiation, but they when they dug down it was all buried, and it's thousands of years old. So how is that even possible? Crazy. Unless, of course, it was some, you know, uranium, you know, meteor strike, <laughs> you know. But what are the chances of that happening? I mean, I guess it's a possibility, but uh, the only thing I can think of is there was a nuclear blast that went off that long ago. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't there be proof of a, of a meteor strike? You would have, you'd have you would, something you somewhere. Would you would think so, unless it went, unless it was an aerial blast, you know, where the the kind of like, uh, kind of like, um, oh shit, what's the name of that Russian? Uh, there was a, I want to say it starts with a V. I'm forgetting the name right now, but there was a huge blast that went off uh, hundreds of years ago uh, over Siberia, um, and they think it was either a comet or an asteroid, but they're not 100 percent sure. But it, it occurred back in like um, I want to say like the early 1800s, and uh, people you know people recorded you know the people gave accounts to the local you know local newspapers and stuff when it happened, but they didn't find the blast until like decades later, like 40 years later, is where they found the uh, the um, the strike zone, and it basically whatever the blast was, it flattened the entire forest in a circular pattern, like all the trees were just toothpicks. Wow, uh, kind, kind of like how uh, kind of like how the forest looked after Mount St. Helens last went off. Okay, it looked like that, where all the trees were just laid down. Do you have a vacation or a travel plans that you've been making? If you have, go to evotravelagent.com backslash 
Daniel Rude. Evolution Travel, that's the place you need to go. They'll save you money. They'll do all the expert work to get you the best rates on hotels, on rental cars, and your travel plans. Evolution Travel, go check it out. Check out my cousin Daniel. He will point you in the right direction. I want to bring up an organization that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It is Change Unchained. You can find them at changeunchained.com, as well as the same name on TikTok and Instagram. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They provide temporary living quarters for survivors of trafficking as well as exploitation in the tiny homes at the Burn It Down Ranch. This is a search and rescue team from badass vets, Troy and Tiffany Yusufer. They've been working anti-trafficking since 2012. This is a great organization. If you would like to help donate, get on changeunchained.com backslash donation, or just get on their website and you can filter your way through. They have two or three permanent homes right now or tiny homes right now. They are working on another one and then another one and then another one. It's going to be a badass ranch for the survivors that they are able to find in the trafficking. If you want to help them out, changeunchained.com. Um, and uh, I think that was, when, when, when did Mount St. Helens last go off that huge one where the whole like top 20% of the whole volcano just... Wasn't it 70, 76, 77? No, it was later than that. I, I, I thought it was like in the 80s. Well, I was born in 79, so... <laughs> Maybe maybe eighty one, eighty two, something like that. It, okay, it, it was, I'm pretty sure it was. Can't, early I can't remember 80s. if it was right before I was born or right after I was born. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm I'm pretty sure it was the. I could be wrong, but but I'm fairly certain it was the early eighties. But I, I remember when that when 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 Mount St Helens erupted and um it it it, it, it that blast in uh in Russia reminds me just like just of that all, the way the trees were just all laid down. What you're what you're telling me about the what you're telling me about that that blast in India, I was I was you know doing my research on or doing my research doing uh, some some looking into my rabbit hole of Antarctica and Admiral Byrd, mm-hmm. and when he was when he was flying down there, he he accounts his time to where he was lowered into this holding area and this mm-hmm. this being was there to talk to him about them accepting him there he's a he's um you know an admiral he's got all these accomplishments he is honest and trustworthy they know that about him so they were telling him that when it comes to splitting atoms for for a for a nuclear bomb they aren't going to allow it this this being call it what you want they're mm-hmm. not going to allow it, right? And then we had the situation, you know, and then then they said, you need to go back and you need to spread this word. We're not going to allow it. You know, you need to forget that technology, blah, blah, blah. And then our federal government pretty much put the kibosh on him talking about it. Like, yep. they, like, they, like that's kind of the plan. They want it to go off. Well, well and we, then not only that, but then his, his boss, you know, which was um, um, uh, Major, I think it was Major, uh, last name was Forstall. Um, you know, he, he was, he was debriefed and Forrestal, uh, not, not long after was, you know, committed to a, uh, to a psychiatric hospital, uh, and then magically, you know, uh, 
wound up jumping off of the what was it the eight, 18th floor or something like that and and uh, falling to his death <laughs> crazy i haven't got yeah. to that yet oh yeah yeah looking to forestall okay he was uh, he was admiral bird's uh boss basically. okay I, I was I was I was correlating that to like with what was going on today of we you know we're told Russia's going to send a nuclear bomb Russia's going to bomb the country which I don't I don't believe is going to happen but no. then we had these accounts we weren't told that there was alien ships but they said that it really wasn't it wasn't airplanes and I don't I'm not jumping into that at all because I don't believe that that's what happened but if you want to tie the two together what it, what if what if it did happen and those aliens, because Putin pulled out of the Antarctic Accord. So yeah, what if what that. if they were flying around, he knew about it. You know, this is, this is way out there, right? And they knew about it, or he knew about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't shoot off my nuclear bomb because they won't allow it to hit anyway. Or they'll, they'll, you know, come at me or whatever, you know, whatever the situation was. I was just thinking about that today going, oh, my God, I'm, they need to commit me right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, I think that uh, – <coughs> I think that, you know, if, if, if there were, you know, extraterrestrials already here um, and, you know, it, who knows? I mean, it's possible. Um, I don't I don't think. First of all, I think that if it, if an extraterrestrial civilization was advanced enough to be able to travel, you know, hundreds or thousands of light years across the galaxy or even from a different galaxy um, all the way here. If they were that advanced, they obviously got to that point without killing themselves first. And so that would mean that it would require them to be of a different um, emotional and psychological caliber, if you will. You know, that's the only word I can use to describe it. Whereas the, I, I, I can't see that I can't see an extraterrestrial civilization that actually makes it. It, to the point where they develop uh, that type of technology that could destroy them, but they wind up not destroying themselves because they're not malevolent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, if, if a civil, like take us humans, we're, we're constantly trying to kill each other. And, S and, and since and day the, one. And, uh, yeah. And as far as, you know, our mentality, we're, 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 if you if you take us, you know, looking at the whole universe, if, if there are other civilizations out there, we're like infants. We're like infants with guns. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we are very, very immature on a, on, a, on a civilization level. And if we developed technology that allowed us to travel thousands of light years in an instant, um, you know, that would, that would, that amount of energy required to do that is, is unfathomable, unfathomable. I mean, we would literally need to type, to, to, to tap into like zero point energy or the vacuum of space or, or, or the entire, or the energy of an entire star in order to do that. And if, just like with any technology, you know, technology can be used for either good or bad. And if we developed that type of technology where we were able to harness that, that much energy that, that we can't even 
possibly imagine. We would probably, in our current mental capacity as a species, we would probably wind up destroying ourselves. So I think that if any species were able to develop that type of technology without destroying themselves, they can't, they can't be evil. <laughs> they you can't would hope have not. The same type, yeah, they, they can't have the same type of mentality that we do. And we as human beings, we tend to project our own image onto everything else. We, that's just a, a tendency that, that, that we tend to do. We tend to, we tend to imagine, even on other people, you know, we, we tend to imagine that other people are just like we are. And I think that's why so many people have a problem with understanding how the, how the globalists think, because they, they can't think, oh no, they can't think, oh no, there's no way that, that there's no way that Bill Gates would, would be trying to deliberately, you know, depopulate the planet. I mean, that's just crazy. I would never do that. Oh, oh no, you get the, thinking. you get the, well, he wouldn't do that because he's got, he's got phones to sell. He's got computers to sell. He's got, who, who would buy his stuff? He don't care yeah, about, exactly. he don't care about none of that shit. No, but see, pe people can't, people have a pro people have a difficulty placing themselves in the shoes of other people, if you will. Um, without placing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so pe like people, my, a, a normal person would, a normal person wouldn't go out and, and, and go on a, on a serial killing spree because they're not a psychopath. They're not a serial killer, but we know that, ser that ser serial killers exist. Correct. There are people out there in the world that literally get their thrill from taking the life of, of another person. And so it's very, very difficult for normal people like us to, to think like a serial killer does because our brains aren't wired that way. And so people tend to project their own image onto everything that they come into contact with. And I think that's what a lot of people also do when it comes to imagining extraterrestrials. You know, people tend to think that they might be, that they might think like they do, but I don't think that's the case. I think that if they evolved on another, on another planet, their, their, their mind, their psychology, their, their, their mental, um, you know, their, 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 their mental bodies would be nothing like ours and they, they, they i don't think they but and that's why i was saying that if, if they if they had the technology to travel thousands of light years in, a, in an instant without killing themselves without you know destroying themselves in war then i don't think they're even they, they don't even have that that capacity to engage in that type of abhorrent behavior so I don't think it, I, I, I don't imagine an extraterrestrial race coming all the way over here just to take over our planet. <laughs> it's just, you know, spending all that time and energy and effort to what, to do what? To take over planet Earth when there's millions of other planets out there? For what? Just for the thrill of it? Why would they do that if they have all that technology? To, to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if it, it, it let's, you know, let's just, Let's just play that game. If there was something on here that they needed, they would have they they would have got it a long time ago. Yeah, 
And not only that, but if they have that type of technology, they could probably create anything that they need. If they had, if they had the technology and had the ability to harness the amount of energy needed to to do all the things that like, like interstellar travel, for example, they 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 would have the ability more than likely to just be able to to like a like a like like on Star Trek, they had the um the uh, what do they call those machines? The replicators, you know, like 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 a like a Captain Picard would go to the replicator and say, "Computer, T, Earl Grey, hot," you know, and it would just you know, to us. It, to us, we would call it magic. You know, oh, this cup of tea magically appeared, and you know, to them, you know, it's not magic; it's just science. The, the 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 computer has the ability to take all these, you know, the 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 you know part, you know, assemble items on at a at a at a subatomic level, take all of these, you know, atoms and 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 arrange them to you know using this you know energy field to create whatever we need. You know, and so um, I think if aliens had that type of technology, they wouldn't need anything that we already have because they could just make it themselves. <laughs> Are you familiar with the? Uh, um, he's a pilot, and I'm I'm looking for his name as I'm as I'm telling you this. He's a pilot in the Air Force. He actually came in contact with a UFO. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very well documented. It's about um, two and a half minutes of actual actual contact, but they didn't. He didn't. You know, they they didn't make like actual contact. They didn't wave at each other. It was the mm-hmm. the video of it, and he kept talking about the way that it moved, and that is something that we've never been able to replicate with our air force, with our um, you know our our oh, navy pilots. And oh, you're talking the, about the way the craft moves? The, the way that the craft moves. They've never been able to yeah. do that. There's no engines. There's no prep, uh, propel system. Mm-hmm. My when, when, I, when I was listening to this podcast, my first thought was, what if it's magnets that they're using? That's what can well, make it go lateral and then up and down really quick. It's it, They're able to use the, the force around it as a magnet. I don't know about a magnet, but because I, I, I can't see a magnet being able to, you know, to uh, to create, you know, a, a, to, to 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 basically um, void gravity. But what would, though, uh, you know, theoretically is basically um, creating uh, like like an inertia, like an inertia bubble around the craft using. Uh, either sound or um, uh, an, elect- an electromagnetic field, or even a combination of both, um, that would be more like um, acousto-electromagnetics, and you know, using electricity and sound along with magnetism uh, to create um, basically a a bubble in space that that has its that has its own uh, sort of it's like its own sort of not, I don't, I don't want to say atmosphere. That's the wrong word, but basically a bubble around it that has its own gravity, basically its own gravity field. So like, for example, if you were to take a, if you were to take a fishbowl, right? Like a, a goldfish bowl mm-hmm. and, and you put a goldfish in there and then th- let's say the, the, the bowl doesn't have an opening on top. It, it's completely sealed, but it's full of water 
And so th there's no room for the water to slosh around inside the bowl. And there's a goldfish in there. And the goldfish is just floating around right in the middle of the, of the bowl, of, of this ball of glass. And you chuck the ball. Uh, you, know, uh, throw, you throw it at somebody else. And they catch it. That, it, it, that, that fish is going to feel a little bit you know, of, of the inertia, but not much. Because that entire environment inside the, the fishbowl is moving through our space, but the fish isn't moving through its space. Gotcha. Its space, its space, it's is moving through our space. So that's the only kind of analogy I can really I can really think of. So if we were if we had the ability to create um, an inertia bubble around a craft that had its own gravitational field. Any, anyone in that craft wouldn't be affected by the inertia through our space. So like you could take a 90 degree turn at, you know, 2000 miles an hour and you wouldn't be splattered uh, up against the wall <laughs> inside the craft because you wouldn't feel the inertia. Gotcha. Now that, 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 make, that, yeah, that makes sense. It's just, it's interesting to think about. Right. That's yeah. just, it's, it's so it's, it's way out there, but it's, it's a possibility. I mean, that's, that's what you mm -hmm. have. That's how you have to look at it. It's question everything. It's a possibility. So, and I believe that there's gotta be something else out there. If they're not here already commingling with us as it is, I believe that there's gotta be something else that's out there. We can't be the only thing in this galaxy. I think we'd be naive I, to I think lead, that we are. I I mean, when you when you, when you really look at just how big the universe, so far that we even know, <laughs> actually is, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, if, if if you were to take you know, if you were to pull back from our solar system to where you go you go, you go way 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 past Pluto, way way past the Oort cloud to where you're looking at all of the planets and our sun is nothing but a little dot amongst a whole field of stars. And then you pull back even, even further to where you're looking at our entire galaxy. Then our entire solar system is nothing but a tiny little speck about two thirds of the way out from the center of our galaxy. Then you pull back even more and you see our galaxy is just a speck amongst a whole bunch of different galaxies in an arm that's part of a cluster of other galaxies. Then you pull back even more <laughs> and that arm becomes one of hundreds of arms in a larger cluster that looks like a, basically a giant spider web and that's just in our quadrant of the universe. <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 mind-boggling. And so, if you if you think of you know how is, how would it be possible that out of all of that space, and all of the billions and billions and trillions, multiple trillions of stars just in our part of the universe, there's more stars in our galaxy than there are sands of grain. Uh, I mean, uh, grains of sand on all of our beaches. And 
how would it be possible that out of all of those billions of stars in just our own galaxy alone, not even talking about all of the other hundreds of thousands of galaxies out there that each have billions and billions and billions of stars, and we're the only star that has one planet going around it that has any form of life on it, to me, it would be more preposterous to think that we're the only planet that has any kind of life on it. Yeah, no, I agree. Let alone, let alone intelligent life. What, the, the way I see it, I think, I, I, my, in my opinion, I think the, more, the, the likelihood is that there are countless planets out there that have all kinds of forms of life and even have humanoid life because you know you, you you think about it you know send we're us homo sapiens we're we're one of only few one of only a, a a couple of different species that are like us you know with two arms two legs you know five fingers on each hand five toes two eyes a nose and a mouth and two ears you know and you know, there's other, you know, species that are similar to us, like, you know, orangutans, chimpanzees, gorillas. Um, but basically, the way I look at it is we're, we're sort of just following a blueprint that the universe kind of like figures is the best form for us to have in order to experience and manipulate our environment just like a lion you know or, or felines not just lions but any kind any kind of feline or canine you know they're designed you know in, in a way that is the most beneficial for them to manipulate the environment that they're in and so i think that it's very very possible that life on other planets have life that is similar to to us as far as our physical makeup you know, the way our bodies look, um, as far as, you know, our, our um, extremities, you know, one head, you know, two eyes, you know, blah, 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 or however many eyes. <coughs> so I think it's very possible that other planets have human looking, um, or at least, you know, beings that have similar, append uh, similar appendages to us, because it's, it's the most uh, uh, efficient method for a creature to become sentient and 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 intelligent like we are um and be able to manipulate their environment in order to build tools and create technology you know and things like that and so i think it's very possible that other planets have humanoid life forms that are either far less advanced that, than we are because maybe they're newer than we are maybe they're like still in what we would call their uh their uh caveman era you know or their neanderthal era there may be other species that are in a similar technological development phase as we are currently right now where they're out there on their planet wondering the same thing is there other life out there are we the only ones <laughs> and then there's other species on other planets that are more advanced than we are and some that are far 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 more advanced than we are i think that different planets have different levels of development because not all of the planets were all created at the same time. 
it, it, when, when you look at, you know, how, how stars, you know, are born and die and, and, you know, uh, supernova and become part of, you know, nebulas and then those nebulas, you know, gas off and, and, and eventually form other stars. And over the course of billions of years, you know, other planets form. So I don't think that, you know, all of the planets all formed at the same time. They all form at different, different periods. And, and so if any of those planets form life, and if any of that life becomes intelligent like we are, they'll be at different levels of development than, than other planets are. It, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a one level across the whole universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no. Very, very interesting. Um, I, I would imagine that's a, that's a Neil deGrasse Tyson conversation right there. Cause he's very, very informed about, well, I guess informed or he reaches a lot and either way you want to look at it, but on the galaxy and what's out there and how stars move around and all that stuff. It's, it's a very interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, Commander sure. David Fravor is the is the um, pilot that had seen the you know two and a half minutes of of this of this uh, spaceship that and he even said it even it like looked at him it looked at him and it was like analyzing him and you know waiting for him to do something and then it just took off but uh, David Fravor is the is the commander that that was able to make contact with that. It's a very interesting podcast and a lot of information on the, it was Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't get a chance to listen to his podcast enough, but I, I really like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the guests that he's had on, on lately have been pretty phenomenal in the information that comes across, you know, he's had on Dr. Maloney, he's had on, uh, Peter McCullough, he's had on, um, you know, David Fravor, he's had on a couple other guys that talk about the different encounters of aliens on this here in Washington state, here in Washington state, we've had a hole that went to nothing. So yeah, they would what? throw that there's a hole in this guy's ranch. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, the hole that, um, they would just, all the neighbors would just keep tossing garbage down and it just never, it never went anywhere. Never and filled then, up. Uh, one guy said he threw his dead dog down there because there wasn't anywhere else to put it, I guess. And then a couple of weeks later, he swears to God that he saw, saw the dog. dog running around and then he called him, but the dog didn't respond. Like he didn't know who he was. Correct. Kind of reminded me of Pet Cemetery. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> exactly. Well, and and he was talking about this on the radio show, the local radio show that was there in town. And as soon well, as he did that, the U.S. government was at his house. Well, yeah, and he he uh, there was a big controversy around that because he he also went on um, coast to coast, coast to coast AM with um, yeah, that's the show, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot uh, Art Bell. Art Bell. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, you know, the, the Art, Art Bell tried, you know, tried for a long time to to get this guy to, you know, kind of disclose where this location was, so that you know they could they could um, you know kind of verify. But you know, they, no one's able, no one's really ever been able to find exactly where this hole supposedly is. So I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, it, it could be true, but without you know, without the physical evidence how how do we know correct yeah how do you how do you verify this i want to throw something in this hole and people have tried google, people have tried google earth you know trying to find and there's been a couple of candidates 
Um, but none of them were, were, you know, none of them were verified to, to be the whole, you know, that, 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 that the guy was talking about. Well, but what yeah, do we I know just, about Google? They're very well, um, entwined exactly. with our government. They're yeah, not just going to thing. have that information just sitting there to where, you know, it can become a, a circus or a fanfare to go look and throw, you know, throw something in the hole. They're going to, they're going to cover it up somehow. Oh Yeah. Yeah, unless people get boots on the ground, you know, and go take uh, go take video. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 going to be difficult. Well, it's also it's also the same the same theory of we're going to go storm Area Fifty One. Oh God, I'm in, I'm in back throwing throwing popcorn in, going do it, <laughs> do it, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, you know, instead of and and that's that's the other thing about it. it's like you know, come on, like, do you really think that? The government knows that everyone knows about Area 51 now. <laughs> Ever since the Russians sent that sent that satellite over it, you know, back in the what was it, the uh, early 90s or late 80s, mm-hmm. and then published the photos. When you know, all that time before that, the government said, "Oh no, Area 51's a conspiracy theory; it doesn't exist." And then when the photos came out, then they finally. Which I don't know why, because she's here. She's probably upstairs anyway. <laughs> you need um, to come upstairs. So uh, you know um, the uh, you know what. So so the government knows that we know now. So do you really think that they're they're still going to have if they did have you know alien reproduction vehicles like you know like 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 Bob Lazar you know said that he you know uh, uh, back engineered when he worked there at some point in the past that could be possible but i highly highly doubt that they would still have all their stuff there knowing that the whole world now knows about its existence <laughs> now bob lazar you know? is an interesting guy as well yeah very interesting but then you know my whole take on it is well you know first of all you're you're, you're not you're, you're not going to make it into area 51 i don't care how many people you have unless you, know, you go in shooting you know and but if you really want to storm something to find out what to to find out the real secrets storm the vatican oh dude yeah that's what you that's what you should be storming storm the freaking underground library that no that very few people ever have access to where they are holding who knows what down there under the vatican and, and, and we know it exists because the Vatican admits that it exists. It's, it's got miles of tunnels under there. And they're all heavily, you know, using technology, heavily guarded, you know, with, with, with vaulted, you know, thick steel vaulted doors in some places. So if you want to know where all the secrets of the universe are, you storm the Vatican, not Area 51. <laughs> Somebody was, you know, they, they keep saying, you know, it's the, the 13 families conversation, right? And Mm -hmm. the, the amount of wealth that is in this country and you have, you know, they're, they're, they're saying that these families and some, some of the families in Saudi Arabia are worth trillions and trillions of dollars, not just a trillion, but trillions and trillions. The very first thing I thought of was how much money is involved with the Vatican. Oh, and uh, j- the, to be able to hide that empire, to hide all of those secrets, to well, the, you know, you know, they're they're technically the Vatican is technically considered its own country. 
you know that that even though it's in Italy, as far as the 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 world you know governments are concerned, the Vatican is a sovereign nation, all by itself, with huge walls around it. I might add, <laughs> and when you consider the fact that the Vatican has its own its own privately owned police and and uh and and basically like their own military they don't of course go invade other countries they they only protect the vatican and they're also heavily armed but but they're not part of the italian government's police they are vatican police they are their own branch their own uh nation it's almost like um it's almost like how there are independent nations here in the US that are basically Indian reservations. And you know there's 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 entire nations in Arizona that are completely separate nations of those Indian tribes. They 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 don't they don't exist as part of the United States, but they are geographically located in the United States. So, so gonna, it, it's kind of it's kind of like that. I'm going to circle that. this all the way back to the beginning of the podcast when you started talking about Nancy Pelosi. Remember when before she had she was saying that she was going to retire from politics, she wanted to become an ambassador in Italy. Didn't say where or the the country of Italy, which kind of kind of rubbed me wrong because it didn't sound right what she was saying. What if she's an ambassador to to um the Vatican? They're in Italy because then that way she can't be touched. And her faith, we know, we know Nancy Pelosi is a Catholic believer. Oh, sure she is. A, a Catholic <laughs> believer. Wouldn't that just fit all the way right into full circle of Absolutely. that's what she wanted to be an ambassador of? And then that you way she would that's... never be held, held accountable for anything that she had done. That would not surprise me in the least. I'm looking not for, I'm looking for a red dot here. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, that would that would not surprise me the least oh but you were you were talking about you first asked me but then we we, we got cut off on that uh when my phone cut out um you had asked me in the very beginning about uh about tiktok or uh, yeah tiktok and i had mentioned that you know i got on tiktok you know um a couple years ago and uh you know i, I did I, I got a quite a quite a following on there and uh, met a lot of really, really great people. That's where actually where I met Brad and, and Michael and uh, Tony, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, Freedom Stick, Packing Patriot, yeah. Michael Three Rows, yeah. Three Rows, you know, all, all those guys, you know, we, we exchanged phone numbers, you know, we, we talked to each other from time to time. I actually just texted Brad and Tony earlier today, asking them if they can give me any pointers for your show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, and by, by the way, Brad Brad said to tell you hi. He Hello, good yeah. Meet. I actually I actually talked to Tony today because I'm I was trying to get him on for tomorrow, but he's got family in town, so oh, okay. um, so I'll have to get him up in next couple weeks. I also yeah. have my hundredth show coming up, so I'm trying to figure out oh, what nice. I want to do for for my hundredth show. And I've had uh, Brad on a couple different times, and it just mm -hmm. it kind of seems fitting to have him on. I don't, I don't know what to do for my hundredth show yet. I'm, I want to make it something, <laughs> something big, something special. Uh, I'm sure you'll come up with something. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so great, great guys. Um, and uh, so you know, I, I was on TikTok. I went through shoot, I don't even know how many accounts, 
but I just kept getting banned left and right. And every time I'd, I'd start a new one and then, you know, I'd grow it up and, 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 and people would, you know, all my normal followers would find, find the new one. And then they'd come follow me over there. And it was always, I was just, I was, I was using my same username and then just adding a number at, at the end, like, like most people do, mm-hmm. you know, first it was just official Joshua Gaddis. And then after that, it was, you know, official Joshua Gaddis 2.0 and 2.1 and 2.5. And eventually went up to like, I don't know, um, 20 or 30 something. <laughs> and after a while I was just like, you know what? I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I was so sick and tired of just having to start all over again, just because some left hard snowflakes got their panties in a bunch and wanted to mass report my videos for shit that didn't even violate their guidelines. And I just, I, I, I that was it. I, I said enough. So, uh, once Elon bought Twitter, because I, I used to have Twitter a long time ago, but the day that Twitter banned President Trump, I canceled my Twitter that very same day. I said, fuck you, Twitter. You literally just banned a sitting president of the United States. I canceled all my socials. I canceled my Instagram, um, my Facebook, my Twitter, all of that. But then, um, you know, uh, after I w- got on TikTok, I, I, I started a new Instagram and Facebook just because, you know, I wanted to, to have that social interaction because um, I didn't want to, you know, just have all my eggs in one basket with TikTok. But then once Elon bought TikTok, I knew Elon had some good plans for TikTok. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to open up a new Twitter. I, I'm, and I meant Twitter. Did I say TikTok? Uh, <laughs> no, you said Twitter. Oh, did I? Okay. Yep. And so, so, I, so, so as soon as Elon bought Twitter officially... Um, I started my, my, my Twitter and I'm, I'd say I, I, I still, I still post stuff quite frequently to uh, Instagram. I don't post to Facebook, but when I post to Instagram, it automatically posts to my Facebook, you know, cause they're both owned by. Yep. yep Freak- same thing. Um, so I don't post to Facebook directly. I just let my Instagram posts move over to Facebook. Um, but, and I also post to Getter, um, I'm starting to post more. I've had my YouTube for a long time, but I, I, I only posted a few videos on there and I just never, it just it seemed very um, time consuming to post stuff because you've got to write a whole description and, mm-hmm. yeah. and all this yeah. stuff, you know? And then, and then, so then I started posting more on Rub, Rumble recently and uh, also Truth Social. So I'm on all the socials, but I'm primarily posting to Twitter just because, um, I don't know. It just, for me, it, the format, Twitter's format is just so much easier for me. It's, it's more user-friendly. It's quicker. It's um, very quick. And uh, I mean, the only drawback is that I can't, I can't post any videos over eight minutes, you know, with even, you know, cause I, I can do eight minutes now since I have, a, you know, the, the, uh, the blue check mark. But if I post any video that's over eight minutes, then I have to post it to, you know, rumble and YouTube and then share it on Twitter, gotcha. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so that's how I get around that. Um, but uh, I, I do like that Getter started the new um, uh, Getter talk. It's s- similar to TikTok um, where you can post like the, the shorts or it's kind of like almost like YouTube shorts, um, but it's, it's more similar to TikTok. But of course, Getter doesn't have nearly the, uh, 
the uh, the audience, you know, as far as the numbers, as uh, as TikTok does. But um, I like Getter's platform, uh, so I'm, I'm I've been starting to post more to Getter too. I I had I have no idea what Getter is, so I'm gonna as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna look into that and uh, see what see what that's about. But oh, yeah, sa- yeah. same thing. I, I actually had my name on TikTok. I'm on account 26. Oh, okay. I I couldn't use Lambo. Like when it was in my yeah, name, they would just automatically block. Yep, yeah, they would just automatically block me. So I had to yep. start using, you know, like barbecue cooker, Ford truck man, you know, just this off the wall stuff. And you know, I I don't, I don't even know where I'm. I'm in the hundreds of millions for my for my hashtag. You know, whatever. And yeah. I can't even use that. So anytime I would post that, it would it, that video would be gone in seconds because I used my hashtag. Yeah. So now I got to yeah, stop same, using my hashtag. Was happening. Yeah. Same thing happened to myself and Brad and, and Michael. I mean, we, shoot, I, I, I remember, uh, I, I told, I told Tony, man, you should just get a burner phone, <laughs> you know, and just like, you know, uh, uh, start opening up new TikTok accounts on burner phones, you know, with a different phone number. But even then, you know, if he, if he put his face on there, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, they, they, they would, his, his account would be banned within like no time. Yeah. And Very so I, early. I, that's I, what, that's what, yeah. you know, we were all doing. We were all sharing all of your guys' stuff and yeah. then we'd get those videos taken down. Well, a part of us now, you know, b- b- so I can, I use actually this account, I've used my name and I'm starting to get some, some lag back on it. I'm getting videos pulled and all that stuff from it now. But mm-hmm. when I first started this, this page, after the new terms of service had come out, I used my name. It allowed me to. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I started to use my hashtag again. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then now it's, it's starting to slow down. But mm. we are still held accountable for our accounts of the past. Even though yeah. we were just sharing you guys and getting our accounts pulled because of it, Um you know we're we're still held accountable. We're still on that list of these is these are who we've been pulling off. These are continuously. the bad men. These are the bad men. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 amazing. The censorship is just. Uh, I, I I can't I I I I don't I don't even have words to describe it. I mean, it's just it, it absolutely blows my mind how the, and and then they and then they they don't even take into account the whole Streisand effect. You know, it, it wasn't until I started getting banned that I started getting massive amount of followers on my TikTok. I mean, I think my, my biggest TikTok account that only lasted like, I don't know, maybe like a month or two, um, got, got all the way up to like 30K and then they shut it down. Um, but, but my first couple of TikToks only had, you know, a couple hundred people on there. Um, and then once I started getting banned, that's when I started getting more followers. And these people, these people in big tech, it's like, don't, don't, haven't you guys heard of the Streisand effect? <laughs> when, when you ban something and you, you, you bring everyone's attention to it and you're, you're literally, you're literally defeating yourselves. You're trying to shut this person up, but then by censoring them, you're making them even more popular. Mm-hmm. And then they did the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, they, 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 they tried to, to ban this guy. They tried to censor him. They tried to, you know, do, 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 to tarnish his name, say he was, you know, getting pissed on by Russian prostitutes and all that other bullshit that was proven to be false. 
And all that did was make him even more popular. These, the, these, these elitists, they don't, like I said, they're, they're disconnected from reality. And, and a lot of them are just really stupid. They, they don't very much. So. They don't, they don't understand how the real world works. They don't know about what we know about because they haven't gone through it. So they, they live in this delusional world where they think, oh, we'll just do this to this person and they will be no more. And then they can't figure out why literally the opposite happens. Yeah. And, and they just shoot themselves in the foot. Well, Klaus Schwab came out saying that we're going to be, we're going to be, um, Something about resistance. We're going to be, um, God dang it! What did he say? He said he said that we are well, going eat, to face we'll resistance. The the, the, I'm sorry. He said what? He said we're gonna we're gonna face resistance. the The world is going to turn angry, and we oh, need yeah, to combat said, that. We, we we need to prepare for an angrier world. Yep, and that's us. That that's what he's referring to. It's us yeah. because he doesn't yeah. understand what it is to be an American. He doesn't understand nope. what it is to be loyal to a country, to be loyal to your flag, to be loyal to your fellow man. I mean, even 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 liberals, right? The, I have friends who are on that side, and they're very well established on that side of the aisle. I don't mm -hmm. care. I will still have them over for barbecue. I will still have them over for a cold beer. We can go and oh, talk yeah. about sports. We can we can do all that stuff. We might mm -hmm. flirt with politics, but we both know yeah, it's probably not the best. Let's just go. Let's just go back to talking. You know, football. That's something that we both have in common with. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they don't understand that. They think, well, no, they're on this side of the aisle. We're on this side of the aisle. We're just going to fight to the death, and that's not <laughs> the case. It's not that. that no. That's the, the, he doesn't <laughs> understand us. And that is what is going to end them as long as we are still able to fight, to use our voice, to, mm -hmm. you know, gain numbers behind us with the same motive of eliminating them. Exactly. And, you know, it's not only that, but, you know, it's, it's that more, more of us, and when I say us, I mean, you know, the, 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 the normal population, you know, the, the, the 99.999999% you know, of, of, of the world population. All we have to do is realize the, the is real is really truly realize come into full conscious realization of the amount of power that we really have. We're the ones that run the world, not, not the elite. The, the globalists may be pulling certain strings, but do you really think they get up and, you know, make their breakfast in the morning? Do you really think they brew their own coffee? Or, or pump their own gas, or, or, or even, you know, write their own papers. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them didn't even wipe their own ass. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have literally, you know, like, like, isn't the, that like what the, the Dubai is for? Yeah. I'm all, <laughs> shit. I, I have the days on all my toilets, but that's just because of the, uh, the toilet paper shortage that we had a while back. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. Uh -huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm installing bidets. So I got bidets on all my toilets in my house, and uh, I use very little toilet paper, basically just to dry. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, we know but, that your um, wife just called. She's probably wanting you to get upstairs. Um, we, probably. We, we know about all of your accounts. Do you have a link tree or anything like that uh, that is I, that's I, easy I, to find you? I actually just created a link tree today. Nice. Um, 
unfortunately i don't remember what <laughs> what what you just, what just it send is. me the link and i will add it to this prologue for sure and then i'll um i'll probably just add you to my link tree as well and so it'll be it'll be there at the bottom of the people that i follow so um, yeah so but yeah but basically um now i i think the link tree that i created i i, I put um my business on there um but basically you know for, as far as you know for people that want to Follow me on social. I'm on basically all the major socials. Uh, so, you know, Twitter, um, uh, Twitter, Getter, uh, all of those. Uh, I'm under official Joshua Gaddis or official J Gaddis on Twitter. Um, that's a G A D like David, D like David, I S like Sam. Um, and then uh, I also got separate accounts for my uh, business, which is uh, Right Designs. Um, I sell uh, uh, patriotic and faith-based apparel, drinkware, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. I got limited merchandise on there right now, but uh, um, I'm, I'm uh, still building up the inventory. Um, but yeah, so official Jay Gaddis on YouTube, on YouTube and Getter, it's uh, Public Awakening. Public Awakening. Public Awakening. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been a little extra Lambo. Mr. Gaddis, thank you for coming on to the show. Any thank last you, words that you'd like to tell everybody? You know, just uh, st- you know, stay focused on what you need to do. Don't get all caught up in the minutia of you know all the little things that don't matter in life. Focus on your family. You know, focus on your faith. And uh, like I always say, remember, if you're not left, you're right. This has been a little extra Lambo. Hit that like button. Hit that notification bell. And remember, if you're not left, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Have a good day, sir. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you.